Smartcast. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Missing the Point in what has been another wild week in the National Football League, and I predict probably another wild week coming up. I am here to talk about it with Real BK Bob Kelly. I am DK Sizzle, and we are your wise and wonderful hosts for the next 60-odd minutes, depending on how off the rails this show goes. They will be odd minutes, yeah. So, you know, I saw a fun little interview with Travis Kelsey this week, Bobby, and he was asked to name his tight end Mount Rushmore. So four... I, did, I was like, is that four? I can't remember. But four tight ends. Just to break the ice on the show, I'd like you to tell me your... And he was all, he's also my fantasy tight end, and he is amazing to have as a fantasy tight end. So I'd like you to tell me your tight end, Mount Rushmore, all-time. Career-wise? Like, yeah. okay. So I'd say Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, he was on, he was on Kelsey's. Gronk. He was on Kelsey's also. Do you put him? Does, did he put himself? I think Kelsey might be. Up. I, 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 I think I put Kelsey on there too. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to, th- can you throw it back old school? I'm trying to think he of did. like an yeah, old. He put, he put that guy from the Chargers, not Antonio Gates. Kellen like, Winslow. No, yeah, it might have been Kellen. Yeah, senior. Or, yeah, senior. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. he put Kellen Winslow senior on there. I, I get that because of the he had a bigger impact. Like with he was the, like with the, the first time guy. the game as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can't really think of anyone. If if you're going. I think Antonio Gates is in the running too, yeah. but that's that's the only other guy I can really think that that belongs on the Rushmore. You know what I mean? Because if you're talking Rushmore of tight ends, you're not just talking receiving; you're talking right. every the entire aspect of being a tight end. So, like, totally. yeah, Jimmy Graham was great for like that mm-hmm. seven eight year stretch, but I mean, he's pretty much a wide receiver when he was you know right. in that talent level. So, yeah, I yeah. think I think what do you do? You have any differences? I. I think mine, and you know, it's not really fair because I sprung this question on you and I was kind of pondering it while I was playing with my dog today after I saw that TikTok video, uh, which you can tell how fucking busy my day's been, <laughs> but um, just like thinking about tight ends in my backyard. But my, my four would probably be Gronk, obviously, Tony Gonzalez, definitely, because for years as a kid, I feel like he was like he was the, the best guy. He was guy. the guy. Yeah. Like for years and years and years, like the Ooh. longevity of like him being a 99 in Madden was like out, like outstanding. Do you just thought of somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Sharp, right? Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. I, yeah. You can count that. You know, I think again, I mean, it's kind of difficult because when you go to different eras, I think that they were asked to do different things. So, I mean, it's also true of my third pick who would be Mike Ditka. 
uh, who's definitely making my list. I mean, Hall of Fame as a player, Hall of Fame as a coach. Yeah. Uh, you got to love that. And it's just like, I got to stay it. You know, I got it. He's got to bring it home, bro. I put I get it. And plus, I mean, I know the stonework on the mountain itself is going to be tough with the mustache, but like, he's got to get up there. <laughs> it's going to look good. Yeah. And uh, I probably, you know, I, those names, old Dicka, old Dicka is up on Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, how people recognize him, you know what I mean? As, right. as, as an elder statesman. Although he kind of looked the same as a tight end. He was a 40 year old man. Just added a couple wrinkles onto the eyes. That's, and that's that, that era. Yeah. It's that era. Of, like everybody looks 40 at 20 in the, in the 1960s. I don't know. Like the Mad Men era, right? So, yeah, those names all came to mind. I can't. I feel like I have to put Antonio Gates instead of Kelsey because Longevity. Kelsey's not done yet, yeah. you know? And, and I feel like uh, Antonio Gates, again, was just like so good for so long. I feel like if he was on a team like Kelsey's on, like he he would be dripping with rings. So it's, you know, he was always put in there, thereabouts slapped back by like the best Patriots teams, you know, like the, it's like the guys who didn't win rings in the NBA when Michael Jordan was playing. It's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough, you know? So I got to put him up there. Dick, uh, Gronk, obviously. And I, I'll probably, yeah. And then Tony Gonzalez and that, that'll round it out for me. But Kelsey, yeah, all the same and, names, and yours, Kelsey's is like in construction, possibly over on the side, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like uh, like Obama right. <laughs> for the real Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Dave just alienates half your face. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm just fucking around, guys. It's not my <laughs> just fucking with half the listeners. That's all. All right. Yeah, we're gonna do listen with yeah. our track record though. All of a sudden, Obama is gonna be like breaking news. Barack Obama <laughs> added to Mount fucking Rushmore. I'm like what the fuck, man? The predictions on this show. If you know, if you guys, if you guys are listening, it's uh, it's we, we've done pretty good. Uh, we willed Blake Griffin out of the Celtics last week. So, you know, here we are. Okay. So what we're going to do every week, longtime listeners of the show, followers of us on social media know that uh, Bobby does our power rankings, our official power rankings. We haven't worked that way for a few different reasons. He enjoys doing them and we enjoy giving him shit for when he does them. Even if I don't have a real problem with the power rankings, I try to find a way to argue with him in some way. Every time, every time. Right. As soon as <laughs> so I post it, I'm like waiting for DK says it's, it's, it it it's kind of the whole point of power rankings, yeah, right? Like, that's, no, you is. know, if you're there for the, the, the debate and it's all nuanced, which is great. And it, it also gives us a structure to talk about all these teams throughout the show. So, I mean... Let's just get right into it, he says after a long preamble at the start of the show. Let's get right into it. Number 10 on the power rankings this week, Bobby, are your Dallas Cowboys. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, I have no argument. I really, I'm not, I'm not against it. I think the the way that you described it in the Discord when, you know, the knives sort of came out when they when the other members of the podcast saw it, that's not the one I was I was arguing about, as you know. I, I don't disagree with it. And I think you're you make a valid point about the the sort of uh hill that they have to climb yeah. to 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 be where they are right now you know to lose a bunch of their receiving core which i know you've waxed lyrical on and i mean they didn't lose them they they didn't resign <laughs> didn't you know they didn't they didn't do they didn't do their due diligence to keep a good receiving core in this offense an aging very at this point overpaid rb1 who sees i think frankly too many touches maybe we can get into that and they're starting quarterback going down and to, I think, win a decisive game against maybe not a top 10 team in the commanders, but to win with purpose and win with with skill. It was never a um, question. From, from, yeah, from the, I, I, and I think that they the looked guy. every inch, you know, a top 10 team when they when the way that they played. If they played that way against 
everybody to be a you know they might creep up the rankings even more so talk to me about the cowboys and and what's looked different to you and obviously the quarterback situation we're going to exclude all the jerry jones bullshit and that kind of stuff that he's trying to obviously whip up because he likes to be in the press he likes when the cowboys are in the press he's a smart guy he knows what he's doing but talk to me about the actual personnel how are you doing with coop like emotionally like what how's that going and like uh you know is, are you still mad tony pollard doesn't touch the ball more talk to me <laughs> I'm always going to be mad Tony Power doesn't touch the ball ball. It's literally my number one gripe with the Dallas Cowboys. Is Tony Power does. It's let me start positive before before I go on sure, Tony sure, Power. Sure. Cooper Rush, man. I, I I can't say enough about this guy. He's been absolute nails. When you watch him play quarterback, right? I, I had such low expectations for this guy. I shouldn't have because he's kind of been the same exact guy we saw last year in Minnesota over these three games. But he's better, bro, than half the goddamn starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And, mm-hmm. and and you watch it every Sunday and it's like he makes throws and makes the decisions that he needs to make. He doesn't try to force things. He doesn't try and, you know, go crazy and do these things. He knows what kind of defense he has on, on the other side of the field. So he knows he just doesn't, he, he has to run like a Trent Dilfer offense. You know what I mean? Don't make mm-hmm. mistakes. S- 17 of 25, 210 yards is perfect from Cooper Rush. But I just see it as like, listen, I'm, I'm just as shocked as anyone that the Dallas Cowboys are in my power rankings at, at the 10 spot right now. <laughs> like I, I, I've been looking for every reason for this season to be over since Dak Prescott went down and his defense just keeps saying, no, listen, we lead the league in sacks. I think we're like top five in interceptions. Now we haven't yeah. let up over 20 points in any game. Even the game we lost to Tampa Bay, it was still 19 to three and the defense still looked really good in that game too. So yeah, really good in the red zone in, in that sort of bend no break style. Good still ball hawks that like we talked about last year. A lot of studs peppered around that backfield. And, and I feel like uh, uh, fun to watch, like it, it, similar, not quite as dynamic and taking the ball away as last season, but a little bit more controlled, which might actually work out better for you. Yeah. And it's, it's looking like Diggs is looking for the opportunities now, but also looking to make the right play most of the time, Being a little which, bit more which was responsible. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which was always the knock on him was, you know, he he gambles too much. He does this and that. This year, bro, you saw that that game-ending play in the corner of the end zone. Instead of going up for that pick, he just swatted that shit away. Yeah, just, just um, win the game, dude. Right. So, you know, it, it, if we're going to keep doing that, and listen, Dan Quinn has this front seven playing maybe the best front seven in football right now. You know, we have... 49ers. We have, the 49ers. Uh, they are, yeah, they're really good. But um, yeah, no, totally. I mean, they're they're in the conversation. But I just I just see this team like if... This defense shows up. We can beat anyone on any given day, period. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said that last year, too. So, listen, I'm not trying to get my hopes too high for this team right now. I still have my expectations are still reserved. We'll, we'll see what we look like in a few months. But right now, with, with the the parity across the NFL with what's happening, it, it just feels right that they belong in the top 10, you know? Yeah, I do. I mean, I feel like we uh, we may have thought that things might have settled by now, but I don't think we know anything more than we did in mm-hmm. week two. I, I think that Cooper Rush has this sort of advantage of being an unknown quantity. You know, I, I think uh, the the guy that has was 2017, he came into the league, right? Yeah, like yeah. 17 something along those lines. Yeah. There's, there's no narrative on him yet, you know, and he can still kind of come in, I think, and establish himself as a guy that, saved the Dallas Cowboys season like maybe he has a little bit of a Matt Castle year you know and you and you bank high on him in the offseason and stick with Dak or maybe he becomes your starting QB I don't know but he's on like a two million dollar contract so at the end of the day like if he puts in a good performance and Dak comes back then you can trade him for some stuff so yeah, yeah it's sure. it, it's it the only way is up as, as far as a good performing quarterback is in the league I think honestly the the 
the commodity that is the quarterback, I think, was sort of undervalued for a while then it was properly valued and now it's completely a little bit maybe overvalued where it's like every single thing that people watch on the football field comes down to the quarterback at the end of the day i think that they've made some adjustments in that offense that i think they would have made regardless of if dak was in there or not and i think that it it served you pretty well i think that you've asked a little bit less of the sort of lower down the totem pole wide receivers that are just maybe just doing their job on underneath passes and stuff. And maybe Cooper Rush being in there is the reason why that is. I mean, you know, you're not asking him to do a ton, but then you you have him. That's the strategy, right? You know, you have him kind of do his job until he makes try, you know, and then you give him an opportunity to make a play once in a while. Yeah, and I guy, think uh, this guy Noah Brown is looking pretty good too. Yeah. And you know, he, then he, there, there's a couple of dudes coming out of, coming out of, out of nowhere that none of us have heard of, which is always nice. It's that thing that happens in Pittsburgh every year where you're like, Oh cool. You have like the best receiver. No one's heard of. <laughs> <Sorry. Awesome>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do want to talk about power because I, I still get annoyed by this man. Listen, I, I get it that Zeke is, you know, he, he's a commodity. He's a star in this league. You know, he, 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 he's a face of the Cowboys. I get it. But he, I, I say this to you guys every time Zeke touches the ball or he gets a touchdown, like, thank God we have the highest paid fullback in the NFL. You know, what would yeah. we do without that highest paid fullback? Bro, yeah. Tony Pollard is so much more electric and and he's just a better running back at this point in his career. Like, you just see, like, Cowboys offense moves so much better when Tony Pollard is the focal point of that offense. And if they can, if they can make him get 15 to 20 touches a game, I just think the sky is the limit for him and for this offense because it, you see it, man. You see them grind to a halt where it's like Pollard for eight, Pollard for nine, Zeke comes back in, Zeke for two, Zeke for three. All of a sudden, it's third and six, and we have to pump again. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah, like I it, mean, it, he, he sort of reads to me like a like a previous generation running back. Like he doesn't yeah. look like the kind of running back even in his even in his prime. I mean, he, he'd probably still be running pretty well, but. You know, unless you're Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley, you kind of don't have these guys that run like the traditional running back anymore. I think that the guys that are, are proving effective across the league are a little smaller, a little more agile, a little bit more side to side speed and better hands. And I think that we, you know, we talked a couple of years ago and a couple of years now, honestly, about Zeke trying to adjust his game to become at least a threat. And I've been saying this to you for years, at least a threat as a receiver. You know, uh, do we, I feel like if I'm a linebacker and I see Zeke, I don't know how often this happens. You tell me, but if I see Zeke pop off and like stand on the line to, to even threaten to be a receiver, I'm not looking at him because neither is the quarterback. You know what yep. I mean? And yep. like, I, I just think that <clears throat> even to just just throw him a couple of screen passes at the start of the game so that they actually have to think about that, like... Because, you know, I mean, with a head of steam, he can still run, you know, and, and he can still do that, you know, magical stuff that he that he was known for and what, he, what got him the, the big contract, not quite at the same level. But it just seems like they don't really want to ask him to do anything but the stuff that they ask him to do because they have Pollard. And that, I think, makes you want to see Pollard on the field a little bit more because, like you said, he's just more dynamic. And I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I'd like to see him get way more touches because yeah. that's what I would do. I'd be going to him every single time. But you're weighed down by that hefty contract and you're trying to get your money's worth. You know, it's like when you go to an all-inclusive in Mexico, you know, you, you drink 
too much every day because you, you already paid you for bought the, the drink package, bro. You, <laughs> you know, the drink. you're spinning, you but you're like, drink. I need you know? that shot. Listen, I paid for that shot. It's cute. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna you just got to try to keep it cool and hope they don't cut you off. But I think that's sort of the Zeke situation <laughs> right now. But no, I mean, look, it's great to have a great defense. You know, I, I, uh, I, I used to, so it's, it's nice. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, Sound I sounded like I, a torn X because I used to have one of those. Was, I did. I fucking did. It was nice. It was nice. But no, I mean, look, here we are. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, better than people thought they might have been. I Apparently, Mike said that they were going to be good. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't hear that. But he was just know. trying to be an asshole. That's all that was. He, <laughs> he, saw, he saw me at my lowest and was like, hey, you know, don't. I know it sounds like he's trying to be nice, trying to like pick me up, but that's not <laughs> what he was trying to do at all. We, everyone who ever listens to this show Shocking. knows exactly what he was trying to do. But Shocking. All I right. Won't, well, I won't look, uh, who do you guys have this, this coming week? Uh, our next team. It's a good segue. Uh, oh, you're playing the Rams. Oh, oh we got wow. the Rams. Okay, this week. cool. Um, so, yeah, that is a good segue. So, uh, let's talk about what the fuck is going on in Los I Angeles. Know, um, I, I feel that I was, you know, I was sort of proven wrong pretty aggressively with my take on Matt Stafford last season because I said that if you just pressure him and you don't let him get into a rhythm, he will lose his team the game. Uh, anytime that you play him correctly as a defense. And then he won a fucking Super Bowl, like right in my face, just wet it right in my fucking face. So not a ton to really argue with there. However, I do feel like some people actually watched a little game tape from <laughs> the Lions days and they're starting to bring pressure on him. And when they bring pressure on Matt Stafford, he makes mistakes. And when you when he's forced into into game like leveling or winning situations, I've I've noticed he makes mistakes. Now, this is just from watching him uh, play for the Detroit Lions and play my team twice a year over the course of the last decade. And that's just what I always notice. Now, maybe he comes down into LA, they scheme for him a little bit better. They protect him a little bit better. They put better weapons around him. And he looks like a wholly new quarterback, which is definitely what happened. It's undeniable. I'm not denying that he's, he's, he's a champion now. I'm not taking that away from him. But if you point to the San Francisco game, they're bringing pressure on this guy and they get him out of rhythm early and they rattle him up early. And look what happens. He looks decidedly mediocre when you do that decidedly mediocre when you do that and i'm not saying bad i'm not saying he's rex grossman you know i'm not saying he's jim miller i can name a few more terrible bears quarterbacks if you want but it's, i'm not Aiden saying he's, i'm not saying he's brian hoyer i'm i'm saying he's decidedly <laughs> average when you rattle him up a little bit he can piece you up if you let him get into a short yardage rhythm and then make plays on you downfield that's the kind of quarterback that he is but if you disrupt his rhythm successfully early I don't know if he's the exactly the MVP everybody was talking about. And Cooper Cup won the fucking Super Bowl MVP anyway. And he throws the ball to him every single fucking time. Every it's time, like, bro. ridiculous. Don't it's honestly fucking um, absurd. Like, spread it out, man. So, so you got the Cowboys coming. Yeah. Uh, is it is Where is it? In Dallas? It's in LA. But it, okay, I mean, so you it's, get the Cowboys. It's, it's Cowboys home field anyways. You know, it's. Gotcha. It's, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. LA fans are terrible sports fans, is what Bobby's saying. Don't like don't alienate an entire fucking uh <laughs> listening region or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are fucking class acts. But <laughs> Chargers fans. So I uh so the the Dallas coming into LA, I feel like they're vulnerable right now. You got two ways that you can look at this. They're vulnerable and they need a win to save their season. And you know, that's a, a wounded dog is a scary proposition for anybody. Or there's holes in the tape and you can see it. And uh, the cow, that Cowboys front seven is exactly the kind of defense to exploit it. Which side are you taking? I mean, I know you pretty well at this point. I think 
you're probably taking the optimistic bend. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna go with that. The Cowboys front seven is gonna be all over Stafford. In this game. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, that's think, the way to do it. You, the, the way to beat the Cowboys is to have a good run game and and not let them sell out on that pass rush and and, and make them have to cover the run because that's not what they're good at. That's why the top 49ers. Which I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the 49ers in a second, but that's why the 49ers is such a tough matchup for the Cowboys because you know they they have that running offense and they they're can't... my first honorable mention by the way. That yeah, so I was actually it. gonna say we don't do this on the show much, but I am very willing to take the Rams out of this power rankings and replace them with 49ers. Oh my God, yeah, I want that right because <laughs> I want that, I want that because, in my life right because, now. Live uh, power rankings change. Lot, yeah, no, it's happening, man. Because. <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, and I was like, so the Niners are definitely my top honorable mention. I'm with you, 100%. I didn't put them in here because of my Jimmy G hate and just despite Joe, but Joe's not on the show. So <laughs> so I'm going to be realistic now. Sorry, Joe. Um, I just think, you know, after the way they just shellacked them, I don't think it's right for me to have the Rams on here, even if they're the Super Bowl champs, have wow. them on here over the 49ers, right? Am I, I, I mean, I mean... I- Look, I mean, I, I really enjoyed watching that game, uh, honestly, because I think it was a really elite defensive performance. And I have the 49ers defense in our fantasy league, and I needed them to perform for me to win. And ha- needing a defense to perform nice. for those, it was really nice. Uh, but having a defense needing to get you the points needed to win a game is really stressful uh, for our fantasy football players out there. Because they're the only ones that are going to probably end up with less points than they start with, as everybody knows. So to watch them come out and like sack, just sack over and over again, uh, Matt Stafford to end the game with a pick six, just to seal the deal to realize. And we talked about this, Bobby, me and you uh, to realize that they, the first few blitzes that they didn't actually need to blitz. And, like they were going to get enough pressure by just, they they have great numbers on that. They were, I think they have the highest pressure percentage without uh, blitzing anyone, but they're front four of anyone in the league. So they bring pressure. I mean, I mean, honestly, much, much like the Rams of last season. You know what I mean? Like that D-line was exactly that. So I think it was a fun game to watch in that sense. And I think that they are super elite. I think that Jimmy G was every inch Jimmy G. I think he makes great underneath passes. I think he's great over 15 yards. I think he makes really good reads over 15 yards. I think he plays linebackers really well. I think if you ask him to throw a deep ball and someone has a gun to your head, I think you should call your mom and tell her that uh, you're not going to be home because <laughs> <laughs> that guy's deep ball is inaccurate. You know, he's got a he's got a piss poor back shoulder pass, which every quarterback basically has at this point now. I think when he has open guys over 15 yards, he he makes the catches really difficult on them. And I think uh, I I just think he's got a cram- crappy deep ball. And I think that's what keeps him out of the elite as well as obviously his injury record, which, you know, that's been talked to death. So. In one, in the one sense, I I think yes, I would I would see the the forty niners over the the Rams in this power rankings based on that game. But in another sense, is it a little reactionary because, like you said, they match up really well against the Rams? Mm-hmm. And like, what do the forty niners look like for the rest of the season? What do the Rams look like for the rest of the season? Because you know, I mean, Stafford could just like look in Allen Robinson's direct Robinson's direction one time, and like you know, maybe it's that a- might change things on the offense. Maybe uh, maybe. Their their running backs might actually be able to make more than a yard per carry as it as it comes up. They have a bit of a weird Super Bowl winner hangover, but you know if you want to do it, I, I'm in full vocal support of you. But it, I just it, think it's like it could go either way here. Yeah, I just so the reason I didn't do it was because of the overall work that we've seen from both teams so far. Like, yes, the 49ers look much more dominant than the Rams did in that game. And if they play at that pace, you know, I think they can be a better team than them. However, 
the game they won against or they lost to the Broncos was an absolute pitiful performance of football. The defense was great, but Jimmy G was atrocious. The offense was atrocious. So like we just seen the basement for the 49ers. And as the basement for the I just feel like the basement I mean, for we the put, 49ers we played game is one. so much lower. You know what it's I mean? Like, the Bears the Bears played them game one and we've been fucking horrible to watch for the rest of the season and we beat them. So that's what, so I mean, what do you think? Wait, I, I think I think we're gonna stick with the Rams for now. Just, to, be just honest, for now. to be to be totally honest, I'll make one point that maybe might sway you to put the 49ers in there. That defensive performance wasn't by a bunch of guys that you've never heard of putting a game plan together and being well drilled. Like there's studs, like you like to say, like you're wont to say, there's studs all over the field for the 49ers. Yeah. Like yeah. on paper coming into the season, despite that Bears game and despite that Broncos game, on paper coming into the season, that defense was supposed to be the best in the league. It just was. So I, you know, it, you could have made an argument for them. You could have made an argument for Tampa Bay. You could have made an ar- argument for the Chargers. You could have made an argument for Dallas. To me, it was the 49ers. And I think they looked like themselves. Not look like a different team. Look like you know a team that were just was just having a good night. To me, they look like how they were supposed to look coming into this season. So, if if they've put that together, it's a pretty scary proposition, and they might just get into the power rankings anyway. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I guess. Yeah, I think we're gonna come back to it. We're gonna come back. All right, it. we'll yeah. revisit it next week. But uh, on deck, on deck are the are the Forty Niners uh, hovering right around the, the ten spot to try and muscle their way in here the ravens are number eight interesting because i find them incredibly flawed i i think that much like their quarterback uh uh, i i think that they're sort of representative of of their quarterback and leader in the sense that when they're good they are very very good but when they are bad they are horrid so uh talk to me about the the baltimore ravens what do you see from them moving forward i i forget where you stand on the lamar thing are you pro lamar or i'm pro this version of Lamar, I'm very pro Lamar. Listen, okay. I understand that there's definitely drawbacks to Lamar's game, but at the same time, Lamar hasn't shown that that much this year. I, I feel like a lot of this is more on the defense and the coaching staff. I think Lamar's done everything that you could ask of him, man. Listen, he led. I mean, in that in that comeback in that Dolphins game, and you know, we discussed this. I don't think if you look at his stat line and what he went out and did that day, you can't turn around and blame him. You cannot. For, you for cannot. The defense just capitulating horribly. And them not being it, you know, I mean, it's like he went out there and like threw like three fucking dots to the Casa fucking, you know, ran for a million yards, made plays, scored like 35 points. And his defense couldn't fucking hold the other team to under 35. It's fucking pathetic. Like, I I agree with you. It's not it's not it's not it's not his fault. And I get I get that. But they are a flawed team. No, 100 percent. And I honestly so I I think I'm alone on this island, bro. I don't know if Harbaugh is a good coach anymore. I was I, I get that he's just you know he 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 does the the uh, analytics and he's he's all about that. How many games have the Ravens lost over the past two years because he doesn't trot out the best kicker in yeah. football yeah. to win or tie a game, bro? Yeah. It, it, it still blows my mind. Like they had that game against Buffalo, they at least had a, a chance at a three point lead. And making Buffalo drive down the field and, and, and not be able to ice the game the way they did. Yeah. And they, they go for it and Lamar throws the pick and now all of a sudden it's Lamar. No, Lamar never should have been put in that position. You have to kick that field goal. And sure. I, that, that just seems like a trend with me for them. If they can get out of their own way, I just see them as one of the more impressive teams that you've seen when they're playing at their best so far this year. They've yeah. had two I games. Think they got a lot of had, talent. And they got a lot of talent. 
two games a 17 point lead and they've only they've only been trailing so far this season for like a total of two minutes of yeah. game time and but they're it's the two, wrong two. two minutes it's the wrong two Agre- minutes a hundred percent wrong two minutes um but it's just if 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 uh Harbaugh kicks that field goal right yeah and and the Bills can't run that clock out, and they have to go all the way down and score a touchdown. It's very possible they still do that, right? Very, very, yeah. very possible. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, then we're talking about this Ravens team is such a different light right now. And we're talking about this Buffalo team is such a different light, which we'll and the to. Buffalo team too. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But I I just think if if Harbaugh can I don't, just get out of the way, man. I I just don't yeah. think he's that good anymore. I don't know what happened yeah. to him. He used to be a great coach, but I just feel like he's lost them. So many games over the past two years. It just, yeah. it, it I mean, kind of sometimes the game, um, sometimes the I feel like the NFL is a product. I mean, not to get too meta here, but the NFL, I think, and I watch, as you know, I mean, I'm someone who does a sports podcast, but I watch a lot of uh, different sports. I watch some sports you guys don't watch. I feel I have a good uh, view on the products that these different sports are delivering. And I really do think, despite the fact that they like don't mind if players' brains melt in their heads, and uh, there's a little bit of a questionable moral compass at the top of this organization, No, it is far and away the best product that we're given. The way it's delivered, the level of athletes that are playing it, the, the, the innovation in the game that happens from week to week and season to season... The top end talent, you know, the the Patrick Mahomeses of the world, like you know, guys we've never seen at this level operating at this level. This product that we're given is so incredibly fun to, to digest, but it's also ever changing. It's it's ever evolving because of of where you know what it is. And I feel like this season in particular, I think my theory, I'm trying to theorize, is why are the teams we think we sh- that should win are winning? Why are the th- teams that are should be losing not losing? Why is it such a weird season so far? And I do agree with Mike that it, it's going to sort of even out. But I think it's because every few years you have this sort of weird, not philosophical, but sort of stylistic transition in the NFL where different things start to matter based on small rule changes, the kind of talent that you're game planning for. And, it, and I this feels like that kind of year. And it might be the kind of thing that happens where uh, it's just this is the year it passes a guy like Harbaugh by. You know, this is the year where it's just moving a little bit differently for him and he's not making the right reads. And is it, and the margins at the top, you know, the margins at the top of anything are incredibly small. So if you lose a step, even as a coach, you know, sort of mentally and your instincts aren't quite doing what they're supposed to be doing for you, it can snowball quickly. It can snowball really, really quickly. And as a fan, you and I can sit here and look and say, like, come on, man, this is super obvious. Like, keep up. But from his perspective, he's looking from he's looking at the game from the inside of this team. He's trying to game plan for his team. He's trying to play to his team's strengths and it's not working out for him. And now maybe he's just trying to overcorrect a little bit. Maybe he needs to take his hand out of the pie a little bit. I mean, I still believe he's a good coach. But to try to answer your your theory as to what the fuck is going on over there in the, in the front office, if it wasn't Harbaugh, if it was anybody else or almost anybody else, we'd be like, that guy sucks. And we would just move on. That's right, what I mean, bro. A, that's what I mean, the, the decisions that he What To quote Herman Edwards, you play to win the game. But and, he's a great example of like someone that happened to. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it, you know, 100%. It, that is a good. Yeah. You know, that's a bit. You, you bring up a perfect prime example. Like there's guys that you know are smart enough to say like i don't really i mean you know we've talked about bill belichick so much on the on the on the discord 
I, I'm not prepared to come on this podcast and say that Bill Belichick isn't like still the best coach in the NFL. I, I think our more patriot minded uh, uh, brothers in arms for this podcast are hurting at the moment. And I think that they see that the era is over and I think that they need someone to blame a little. I'd still be riding with the dude. I'd be like, lose every game. Lose every fucking game from here until the day I die. I don't give a shit. You gave me everything. I'm good. Uh, but that's just me. I mean, it, it's also speculative because I haven't come close to that success in my NFL watching career. But Never will. <laughs> I mean, I like six, to remain optimistic. Six. I like to remain optimistic. I might see six titles in my time. Who knows? I mean, maybe once we get those Transformers from the Fox commercials playing, maybe the Bears will be first in the that's market. true, but, bro. But at least concussion protocol won't be an issue, but the rise of the machines might be. So I think, uh, I think that is they still is have those? Good. They do, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, this a staple. Is a, it's a staple for sure. Um I watch so much red zone now though. I don't really watch me, the me, me too, man. Like, yeah. To just put on red zone. I have like the Bears game dedicated on one TV and then I just have red zone and it's just like I got a fucking fat tire and a bag of Schneider's pretzel pieces and red zone and I'm like me and everybody in America are just happy as a fucking pig and shit so yeah I mean uh, the Ravens are a weird team I, I still find them fun to watch I f- still find Lamar yeah. dynamic I still yeah. think that they can get it figured out funny enough they're playing the Bengals next week who are also in a weird situation like are they good are they not good they seem flawed there's a Super Bowl hangover they didn't do enough to improve their offensive line and help out their you know all-star quarterback um and you know I think that I think that you you basically make the best point possible about the Ravens. Everybody's very quick to say Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. And this actually isn't his fault. It's not. And I, I think that that's it, it. It's it sucks for him that he kind of is having his like silence the doubters season and everything around him but is crumbling. I, you know? saw, so, I saw a stat that's like so top fantasy football performer so far this year. Number one is Lamar Jackson. With I no his, doubt his about passing, that, yeah. rushing, everything like that. Yeah. It's like two, three, four. Number five is Lamar Jackson without his rushing stats. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> so, Come on. Bro, it's un- on. it's unreal what he's doing. Come on. Give the man so, his fucking... Give the man his, his, his reward for, for putting in a great season. This is not his fault. This is... And I, you know, Ray and I had a, had a small disagreement about it on the, on the Discord. He was like, dude, everyone's going to give him shit for this loss or whatever when we're talking about the Dolphins game. I'm like, maybe... But that's not correct. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, not true. They can give him shit, but like I don't think they could bring the fucking receipts. We're not so, them. We're not them. I can promise. No, you. we're not. I mean, look, I've criticized him in the past, uh, and and I've seen uh, holes in his game and flaws in his game, and I still don't think he's perfect. But I'm not blaming the fucking Raven season on him. No way. Like it's crazy. He goes out and does his job every week. Like I can't. I can't do it. What do you want him to do? You want him to t- take his time with the scoring drives? Hold the ball. Hold on to the ball a little bit more, Lamar. You don't know, make the, don't eat rush up some for clock. sixty we, yard score. All right, we don't we want we any big get, plays. We can't let the defense get on the oh, fucking God. field, dude, because they're just going to blow the fucking lead anyway. So just hold on to the ball for a little bit. Run around in circles, Tecmo Bowl style. Like what the fuck? Anyway, you moving are, on. Make Devin Duvernay look way better. Okay, come on, <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously, like Devin I mean, Duvernay is leading the league in touchdowns right now. What the hell do you want? Yeah, I mean it's it's awesome. I love the offensive weapons he has. I really like his tight end. I re- you know I think uh, Bateman has been a little unlucky with some drops. I think that he's going to come good i think they have a lot of good uh weapons over there and i think that the offense is only going to go from strength to strength but the defense needs to in baltimore of all fucking places i'm about to say this defense needs to get his fucking head screwed on uh the fucking era though the, the 06 madden era that we grew up in my friend is just not it's not the same anymore brian erlacher and ed reed and fucking <laughs> all those type of guys are just not in the league anymore they're all, all those dudes play for different teams it's so fun like not but we we move on after but it's so funny that like they still have that aura 
about them. Like I just look at the Ravens oh, and yeah. I assume good defense and it's totally. just not the case anymore. No, it's really not, which is unfortunate. And honestly, Harbaugh too. I feel like he's a defensively minded coach. I feel like, uh, he should have the brain to put that put that defense a little bit together a little bit better. But here we are. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure we'll discuss the Baltimore Ravens again as the season goes on. So welcome, everyone, to uh, the little knitting circle we're about to have, the little gossip corner when we move on to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and fucking sad Ben Affleck, uh, the guy that is their fucking quarterback. I don't mean to laugh at the man's marital troubles. And quite frankly, I am uh, a big com- proponent and advocate of just not uh, crossing the streams when it comes to somebody's personal life and uh and their play on the field but i can i feel like maybe you should have just hung out with the supermodel life and not come back this season because i don't think he's winning a super bowl and uh i mean i don't i far be it for me to doubt the man tom brady we're talking about by the way if if you guys have been living under a i think they got it i think they got years. it <laughs> but uh but yeah, it seems like the rumors are swirling that he's getting a divorce from his wife. And it seems like maybe the last straw was coming back to Tampa, ripping those shirt sleeves off, drinking fucking Miller Lights by the Gator Pool and uh, fucking playing for the Bucks again. And they don't seem to quite have that it factor this season. I know they're ahead of some teams on this power rankings, and I think it does make sense to have a Tom Brady team still, you know, at least in seventh. But their red zone offense is not great. Godwin's on one leg. Uh, Brady's still pretty elite, um, but maybe has he lost a step? I don't know. Uh, you tell me. What do you think of this? What do you think of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team this year? I mean, their defense is still stingy as hell. Yeah, that 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 game was weird. You know, I don't want to put too much. I don't want to overreact too much to that game sure. and their defense because of you know the hurricane and everything like that. Totally. Uh, the so guys, guys were displaced. You know, I, I don't know how much you can you know make that as an excuse and how much you you can say you know that's. Why? I guess that's still an excuse I'm fucking talking about. I just um, feel like I feel like I never I can't come bring to memory many times where I watched Tom Brady get like styled on in prime time. Like I just I you know, I don't I like he was he was under a lot of pressure. He wasn't he wasn't the best guy on the field. Patrick Mahomes put on a fucking absolute tour de force performance. Like he looked like he was so, playing man. NFL street out there. And I just, and I was so much fun to watch. Travis Kelsey was cutting them up and just scoring me points. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. I, you know, I know that we're supposed to have like better anal- analysis than that. And uh, <laughs> like, as we do a sports podcast, but it doesn't feel right in Tampa right now. Something's not correct. It no, doesn't you're right. like Tom Brady offense to me. You're right. I mean, you even look at your, it's a hundred percent correct. I mean, they, they have been banged up. They have, I think statistically they have the most games missed out of any offense in the NFL. You're a hundred percent correct that it doesn't look right. You know, you look at the game they won against the 49ers. Was it the Niners? Yeah. Where it was like 12, 12, 10 or something like that. Or mm-hmm. those Packers against Packers, um, Packers where it was like 12, 10 is like, even, even that game, actually, I think Didn't they lose that game. That, I was just going to say, I think the Bucks lost that game. So you, yeah. <laughs> you have that game factored in 14, and then, 12. And then this past game, where even when Brady puts up 31 points, they still spot the Chiefs two fumbles and the Chiefs get 14 points off those two fumbles. Mm -hmm. So it's like even when the offense is clicking and does look like a Tom Brady offense at points, there's still times where it's like, what is what's going on? What's going on with Tom? Thirty-one point, thirty-one points. That like, I mean, so there was garbage time started early in that game. Yeah, hundred percent. And but like, 
I, I do want to talk about the personal stuff a little bit because I do think that has a that's got a factor in man. I have to say that because Tom Brady not only for him, but for his teammates, maybe you know it's like they're reading about his, their quarterback in the tabloids. It's it's not great. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't convey someone that's taken his divorce well. No, he looks fucking <laughs> you know? malnourished. <laughs> he looks. And it, I don't. I don't know if he got like the cheekbone shaved down. Like what the hell is going on over here? I don't know, man. I feel like here. she might just be holding this kale supply hostage or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but like, maybe she's like, I, you know what? I told you not to go back, and now I'm not. I'm keeping the baby blood away from you. He can't drink that, and you're gonna start to age, and everyone's gonna be able to see it. He looks like a melting vampire. He does, <laughs> man. Honestly, <laughs> like he looks like he's the devil is coming for his. his I think she took whatever it is that he was uh, using as a talisman in order to like that monkey's paw that he was making wishes on for the past Bro, like, twenty years. Just say, but at the end of the day, it's still Tom Brady. You know sure. what I mean? Like we doubt him at your here, peril, right? We've sat here and doubted this man for the last ten goddamn years. And and, and not in me, the end, not since not since the Falcons. I mean, I know that took too long still, but not since the Falcons come back have I ever said a fucking bad word about him. It's that just, was to me, it was like he can do anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Even even their loss last year in the playoffs, bro. He did everything possible that Tom Brady could for them to win that game. Well, this is also you know, a bonus time. You know, he shouldn't right. even be here. He shouldn't even still be in the conversation for being elite. You know, he shouldn't have even gotten a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. It's all ridiculous. Well, I've, I've thought about fucking... I was thinking about this the other day. Is like, I was a child when <laughs> Tom Brady started playing. A goddamn child. I know. Like, I still live in Chicago. I was like, still just getting into the Bears. I, it was like unbelievable. He had the same rookie season. I think he might have had the same rookie year as Brian Urlacher. <laughs> He's like still fucking going. So I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's fucking wild. So moving on from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are obviously, I don't know if the spells were off or what the deal is, but uh, we're going to move on to <sighs> fucking Green Bay Packers. I mean, yeah, they do this every year, right? Like Rogers comes in, he sort of flatters to deceive that they're going to suck. Uh, then he just like gets his elite running back committee going. He starts throwing dimes and he looks like Aaron Rodgers again. I still have faith that he'll fuck up in the playoffs because he always does. But I really thought like this ayahuasca tour that he was doing in the offseason was going to have just like really bad ramifications and their first game wasn't great, but they're still pretty good. And they're probably going to win the NFC North. I hate to say it. Uh, He's very unlikable and more unlikable by the year. So that's nice for me, at least. But um, what do you think about this Green Bay Packers? I really like the running backs. I've always liked the way that they actually style their running backs in Green Bay. I hate to admit, but I uh, hate Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and uh, they shouldn't be as good as they are, but he's he's elite. So what are you going to do? Uh, tell, talk to me about Green Bay. Yeah, I don't know what what to think about Green Bay, man, because you're right. They have I I challenge Kellen Moore to please go watch film of the goddamn Green Bay Packers and how they dispense their running backs on a week-to-week basis. Please, yeah, just go perfect. watch it. Go watch it, please. Oh, it's amazing. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's It's the same reason I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you why the Bucs are in this top 10. It's because Aaron Rodgers is here. Listen, he yeah. made... Uh, I, I know it was way closer than it should have been it, uh, this past week with New England and Bailey Zappi. But listen, it's still Bill Belichick and it's still the New England Patriots. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. it, also, it's a quarterback you didn't game plan for. Like, I th- I feel like people don't really put that much. I'm like, actually, I'm, I'm listening to myself defend the Green Bay Packers. How are they not going to do better against a fucking quarterback who's Back never seen the fucking field? <laughs> Fuck them, dude. God damn it. Oh, no, They're um, so limping. Fun. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just... 
their their defense has left a lot to be desired so far this year. They're getting gouged on the ground so far, and that that was their biggest issue last year. Yeah. So that's something that they have to get in check, or else they're going to end up losing to a San Francisco 49ers or two totally. like Dallas Cowboys, and teams yeah. that have those round, running round backs. one of the playoffs. Right, like, exactly. Like that, years, right that, that's on deck for sure. But at this time, man, you can't sit here and doubt what Aaron Rodgers has done with maybe one of the a top uh, a bottom 10 wide receiver group in the NFL. You know what I yeah. mean? There's there's no talent in that wide receiver or no elite talent. There's talent. Yeah. But no They also they also there, never so. give the fucking guy a defense. Like they really Ever. never give the guy a proper defense. Like I read some crazy stat and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but on the exact numbers, but I heard Tom Brady has like never had a not top 10 defense and Aaron Rodgers has had one like one time like yeah. statistically and or like whatever the numbers were but you know i'm not defending aaron Rodgers, and like he doesn't fucking play he's one of those so. like memes right that was like, yeah 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 exactly I, I yeah the little stat things that people do for clickbait but it, it did was an interesting stat and i just feel like you know i think that does let him down uh and especially in the postseason you know it's a very tired adage defense wins championships and i'm not sure it does in the nfl anymore i, I i'm not sure it wins you championship games in the nfl anymore i think that your quarterback has to do that for you nowadays but I think it might get you to the show or I maybe I to word it better. You're not getting to the show unless you have one, a decent one. And I think uh, if you were someone other than me, for instance, you could see that Aaron Rodgers, maybe in his career was a little hard done by, by the minds they put in the coaching staff around him and the players they put around him and the players they put on his defense. You maybe would be able to make that case. Not to me, not to me, but to somebody else, he might be able to make that case. So they're a little bit of a weird team now. Yeah, yeah, it is weird, and it it really is just the Aaron Rodgers factor, and it's funny because yeah. of the team we have next on this list that, like, the yeah. rationale behind yeah. my two teams that have been the past two teams are quarterbacks when the next is Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but, <laughs> good, good segue, honestly, because yeah. obviously the next one's the Vikings. They're worse than I thought they were going to be this season, to be quite honest with you. I thought that they were going to be a lot better with the weapons that they have on offense, but as, you know, it was talked about and reminded to me, Kirk Cousins is still there still their quarterback so uh what's going on in minnesota bobby talk to me yeah it's so weird because like you look at this list right so minnesota is literally number five on my list i right. had them i had them below the packers at first i had the packers five but then i kind of factored in that new england win as mm-hmm. i kind of dropping them down one peg and, and brought the vikings up just because of the weapons and the dynamic ability of that offense that's really why it's like I just feel like the the weapons outweigh the quarterback, you know, discrepancy between Rodgers and Cousins. You know what I mean? Like if Aaron Rodgers was on the Vikings, they'd be probably like one of the top two teams in the NFL. But it's Kirk Cousins. So um, I, I don't I don't know what to make of this. Well, team, I, mean, I really look, don't. I mean, they they, they took a, a last second field goal. For them to beat Andy right. Dalton and the Saints, but at the same yeah. time, they absolutely who did they smack a few weeks ago? The Packers. The Pack right. They absolutely whacked yeah. the Packers a few weeks yeah. ago. So it's like it's it's definitely a, a hit and miss with this team. But right now, with the NFL that we've seen over the past four weeks and the weapons and just the way they pulled out these games, I just with the teams that are behind them, they have so many so many less question marks at the important positions on their team. You know, so except for except for quarterback, exactly. If it's one p.m. on a Sunday, <laughs> they're good. 
If they're yeah, playing, yeah, yeah. if they're playing no, sure. eight PM, they're fucked. Yeah, they're fucked. But honestly, I think I think, I think prime time games this week are the things that gave us the most insights into who's good and who isn't. And I think that you know, on paper, to me, they're not they're they're winning the games that they should win, but not by enough. I mean, I know that's a tough criticism to sort of level at 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 a team. It's like you can only play put in front of you. You win the game, you win the game. A dub's a dub. That's what I'd be saying if it was the Bears. But I think that. It's like, uh, like it's it's proving true that the Saints are not a fucking hard team to beat, and you you made it look difficult. It's proving true that uh, the Detroit Lions are not a super hard team to beat, but they're fun to watch. I will say that. Uh, I still, you know, I pray for their downfall unless they're playing anybody but the Vikings and the Packers. You made it look a lot harder to beat the Detroit Lions than you should have. You got waxed by the fucking Eagles, who actually look like an elite team so what happens when you play a, a you know a, a conceivably elite team you get fucked up you get decisively fucked up so i mean if you're if you're one of the better coaching minds in the league and you're going in to play the vikings you're not really trying to overthink it are you you're like let's make kirk cousins beat us yeah. and if he and if he does say la vie good for him great Happy for him. Proud of the kid, for God's sake. I'm going to send him a bouquet of roses. But he's probably not going to, right? If if you eliminate the, the distribution at the source, uh, and, and once there's more tape on this team, and once there's more tape on the offensive weapons that they've got, you're not going to contain uh, the JJs of the world. You're not, you're not going to contain these guys that, that are going to make plays on your, on your secondary. But you can make it so that the ball doesn't get to them because their quarterback is fucking... Six. He's a six out of ten. He's a five point eight. He's the he's a solid five point eight. Five point eight. Five point eight is pretty accurate. I like <laughs> five point eight yeah. with some more decimals after that. But we're, we're rounding up for Kirk Cousins' benefit. I think. Uh, I think that you. You're not, I'm not. I'm not watching Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl. I'm not doing it. If if that very unlikely thing comes to pass, I'm gonna take my own life before <laughs> before it happens. Right at the end of the game, just right know. as the fucking field goal goes through the uprights, I'm like, nope, done. So anyway, I don't think I'm gonna have to worry. But it's not. It's we're, we're not watching Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl. They need to do something. They need to do something in the quarterback position. We'll see how they look this season. And I I get why they're they are where they're at uh, on the power rankings. Truly, I do. But let's see when they play some real teams. You know, I think they're gonna lose to every really good team that they play. Uh, but again, I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased. And I'm actually being less hard on these fuckers than I usually am because I really do think that they have studs on their offensive side of the ball. Justin Jefferson is so goddamn good. He's man. sick. He's so sick. sick. But, you know, if you can if you can contain the quarterback, you can usually win the game. So it, 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 there's been some weird quarterback stat lines this season with uh, on winning, in winning games. I mean, the Bears are a good example. But it's... You know, I mean, it's can fucking I, Kirk Cousins. Can, can I give you a stat that I, thought, I saw today that I thought was sure. hilarious? So. It was, I want to get the exact one. I want to get the exact numbers for you. It was to do with Justin Fields. Oh, great. And <laughs> yeah, sorry. And how Cooper Cup has more catches <laughs> than he has completions so far this season. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. It's really funny. I think, uh, you know, I'm watching the Bears. <laughs> this is a quick aside. Uh, if anybody wants to hear it, I think we. It was a little real old school game that we played against the, the Giants. It was a real heartbreaking way to lose like a rookie muffin a fucking punt on your ear before you rough. like, you know, actually get to make a game winning drive. Not saying we would have scored and made the two point conversion just to take it in overtime. Like our chances are pretty slim at that point. I do like the team. I mean, they're young, they're athletic. Uh, there's there needs to be some improvement, I think, on in in like mentality. But I think that'll come with age. I, I love the baby bears like I do. I'm excited about the future of the team. You got to give the kid. Got it. The opportunity to 
make plays to win the game. You have to give him opportunities to make plays to win the game. Whether he does or he doesn't, you can't be running the fucking... This is the same shit that uh, that, that fucking bald asshole did, Matt Nagy did last season and the season before. If it's third and four, man, you can't be handing it off to Khalil Herbert and, and, and hoping for a fucking first down. You have a young, dynamic quarterback. I understand you don't want to put too much pressure on him, but he's the fucking quarterback of the team. It's year two. He's got to be put in a position to make plays to win games. And if you don't trust him, where, what are we doing? If you don't trust him, what are we doing here? You know, so uh, that's all I'll say about that. And and my sort of first my first issue with the with the new regime in Chicago was that I just feel like there was opportunities and distinct moments in the game where you should have given put the ball in his hands for him to make plays. And uh, you didn't. You just yeah, didn't. You're too it, fucking conservative. Even, so. even in the one play they did. So it's Cooper Cup receptions, 42. Justin Fields completions, 34 after yeah, four weeks. Fair. But well. Even on the so on the play that he did for the have, record, he fucking throws the ball to Cooper Cup every single time. That's an absurd so, catch rate. That's an it absurd is, it's, fucking it's, catch rate. He's got forty two catches in fucking yeah. four games. Fucking that's uh, like <laughs> like the kid who presses circle every time when you're fucking playing Madden. You know, it's like I yeah, dude, you can press. There's other buttons. Like I know who you're throwing it to. It's fine. But on the on that one bomb to Mooney, bro, that was a good ball. So it's like when they, when they let him sling it, he does put out. Granted, there's there's bad ones, but. Yeah, but you got to live with both right now. You got, That's what right, you're doing you right to. now. You have you're, to. What, literally, what we're doing, what we should be doing right now, is letting him get reps, letting him get fucking at bats. That's what this season is. Like, we're not here to win the. He Super can hit two twenty. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like he's gonna make some fucking plays. He's gonna get on the t- ESPN top ten. But you got to put the ball in his hands and let him do that. You got to expand the playbook a little bit. You got to be more creative. Like, I get what they're doing, and I I understand the you know keep him healthy. You know, take the pressure off him, get him in good positions, like whatever, short field. I get it. But man, like there's just some moments where I'm like, you gotta trust the kid, man. You gotta trust the kid. And if he and if he like, what does that say to to us as a as a fan base? Does that say like I think that if Justin Fields throw has a really bad game, throws three picks, he's done, is he's mentally fucking finished. I don't, you know, it's that doesn't make sense to me because you gotta find that out one way or the other. You know, if, if he's if he's not made of the right stuff, you find it out early. You know, and then tank the season and fucking draft somebody. I don't so it's it's a good it's a good segue. Not segue. I mean, it's a good way to relate it back to the Vikings because they they play each other this week. So it's Bears Vikings this week, and the way to beat the Vikings is to pass on them. That's literally dude, that's the number 100%. one way to beat them. And I think so. Far we have a beat season, up David Montgomery and a, right. and a you know not a. I mean, I think Herbert's a good running back, but I think he's better in the committee, and I think that that's the way we have to do it. We yeah. have to, we have to make you plays. To I think, Dar- I think Darnell Mooney's a good receiver. I think he's the number one target. I think, uh, Cameron Brate's a good receiver. I think he, he should get involved more. I think Herbert and if Montgomery can play some snaps should be getting short yardage passes. And I think you should just let Justin Fields get out there and worry them, you know, make them, give them something to think about because he could take off running at any time for a first down, let him play his game. Get the, this is the stuff we talked about that Nagy wasn't doing. Just let him get hit, drop him back, and fucking shotgun every single time. Let him run, run a little RPO. You know, let him let him make some choices on the field. Let him call some plays. Let him get comfortable so that you can start to build yourself a fucking franchise quarterback. You know, if you treat him like Mitch Trubisky, he's gonna play like fucking Mitch Trubisky. If you treat him like what you think Justin Fields is gonna be, he's gonna play like what Justin Fields is gonna be. So anyway, 
I'm obviously upset. It's fine. I'm always fucking upset. I'm always upset with this fucking team, but I just want to see him do cool shit. That's the only thing I'm going to get out of this season. <laughs> if I get anything at all is I'm going to see Justin Fields do cool shit. I'm going to see him make cool plays, fucking break tackles and like throw bombs or fucking, you know, juke guys and make cool runs into the end zone. All that shit. I, I want just, that. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't need to win a Super Bowl, but if I have a Michael Vick season from him, I'm, I'm about it. I know. I, I think about you every time I see them running an RPO on third and eight. Every time, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, God. It's, I, I feel P. so bad for you. P. I feel it's third and eight. P. P, motherfucker. Yeah, just, just, no R. No O. <laughs> P. Bitch. Damn. It's not fucking rocket science. Third and eight. Why are we in third and eight in the Shotgun. fucking first place? Why are we in third and eight in the fucking first place, by the way? You know, like, give him, give him the fucking chance to win you a goddamn game of football. Give him a chance. Anyway. P. Anyway, yes, let's breathe on to the Dolphins. Breathe, I yeah. can't. Deep breath. Um, <laughs> I still like watching them. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's a new bro, era. You know? I, I get it. No, I get it. You know, it's, um, it's a new era. It's at new least era. your new We're era not... isn't Mike McCarthy. You know, yeah. that's, that's kind of cool. It's just that our coach is an unknown quantity. He did some shit that pissed me off last week. So we'll see. But maybe um, he just Dolphins. knows more than I do. Dolphins. Um, <laughs> so the way to succeed in this league is to uh, decide that your quarterback's brain injury is uh, not that oh big of a deal. Man, they are. They are taking some heat. That guy, what's fuck? What's his name? The coach in uh, Miami, McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel went from being the hero of, of the NFL. Oh man, he's weird. He's little. He's nerdy. He looks like you know a guy that you like. You might hang out with on the fucking on the block. He's kind of funny. The team seems to like him. We're all about him. And then it's like you irresponsible monster. You're gonna get two killed. Every doctor in America hates that fucking guy right now. And listen, I don't. I'm no doctor. But I mean, he shouldn't have been playing. He should, <laughs> no goddamn way. He no. got a fucking toe curler of a hit he sh- the he week should, before. He shouldn't have come back no. that week. And then, no. bro, so that that's that's two. Where are these doctors in this hospital? They're sending con- to Miami. Two concussions Hollywood in the same week. Medical school. <laughs> oh man, I mean, all this concussion stuff in the NFL. The NFL should have made him sit. They should have said to the like, where's the protocol here, yeah. guys? Like, yeah, you, you can't. You're just not doing yourself any fucking favors. Like, I know nobody gives a shit, and everybody's gonna renew their fucking Sunday ticket thing next season. So, like, Roger Goodell probably doesn't give a fuck. Like, he's probably not even reading those emails. But damn, man, it's like a guy's life. That was it so was scary like a, too. I know, man. The guy the, that the did the fingers that, and like, the, yeah. Well, bro. that's I mean, you see that shit in like the UFC. Yeah, that's like the when brain guys literally looking out. for life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's the it's brain like, like clinging to like any yeah. movement. It's called the like, shadow realm. And I've seen <laughs> lots of people get sent there and like, you don't come back the same, bro. And Never. it's just like, yeah. the thing is too, is like, I, I was kind of getting excited about the dolphin season. They're a fun offense to watch. I like when uh, most of the teams in that division get beaten. I don't really feel anything about the dolphins. So to see like Waddle, and uh and to a hookup and like all these different little like uh, you know cool and tyreek hill and like all this all this stuff kind of come together it was like fun to watch down in down in it miami was. and then this weird shit happens and like even if he does come back is he like gonna be the same guy is are they gonna have to be more conservative i you know i know he's not like the hugest loss in the world it's not it's not a huge step down from from him to bridgewater but like it is enough of one i think where you could see their season take a little bit of a mental a mental step down well because everyone was around him everybody was with him you know you could really see that and they were rallying right uh, they're rallying around this guy like you watch the videos of of them all interacting and like the interviews between him and fitzpatrick that came out propaganda was on point right exactly so I, I definitely think that has a factor to it. I completely agree that it's just kind of disappointing because I, yeah. I loved 
this Miami team, man. I was so high on them. And that's why they're still, you know, I, I think two is out. I think it's possible he's out for the season, man. Yeah, you dude. know what I mean? I think it's really tough to bring him back at this point. You, you, the guy that, you know, the guy that they based that said he, sh- he should retire. He's like, yeah. Retire. yeah. I just feel like I I feel like if that was me. Listen, I don't make I don't make a living with, with my body. I think I'm I don't make a living with my body. You know, like I make a living with my fucking uh, ability to uh, not sleep <laughs> and uh, being so stressed out that people are thinking I'm doing a good job that I'm like answering emails quickly. That's how I make my living. I feel like if uh, if I got a brain injury and somebody told me that if I kept production managing fucking television commercials, you might die. I, I might die. I would fucking retire tomorrow. Also, yeah. Like, cool. I'll, I'll work at Target. I don't give a shit, you know? And I, I I get it. It's It takes an incredible amount of hard work and sacrifice and God-given talent and luck to get into the position that Tua was in. So I doubt he considers retiring. I would be very surprised. But it's a little scary to hear that, right? Yeah. He, he, he can't... If you're the Dolphins, right? If you're in their position. So he can't come back for at least 10 weeks, right? He can't come back until... December. Well, well, what at, doctors at are you listening to now? Mid, what right? doctors are you listening to now? Because the doctors of the Dolphins obviously have lost all their fucking credibility one way or yeah, the other, yeah, right? So know. the doctors at whatever hospital he went to have obviously lost all their credibility one way or the other. So who's protecting this guy's fucking brain? You That's know, this so is scary, and, man. Yeah. But this isn't this isn't something we're talking about giving him uh, an issue at thirty five. This isn't as some. This is when he turns fifty and he gets early onset fucking Alzheimer's from these hits. And, you know, it's like the same shit. It, it happened in hockey with uh, Sidney Crosby, right? It's like it, he's taking hits and he's getting all these concussions. And you're like, dude, I mean, I know you're a really good player, but like the work they do on these concussions and the research they do on these concussions, yep. anytime you read about them, it's like, oh, wouldn't want to get one of those. Never the mind. double, the double and, concussion, too. That's yeah. that's that's what hurts, man, is. Um, it's the worst possible thing you could have done. The right. worst possible literally thing. Literally the worst thing you could do. And yeah. it, uh, who was it? I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they brought up Eric Windross. We are the as, only as, podcast. There's no other podcasts. Well, that's true. We are the only <laughs> podcast. But they brought up Eric Windross as an example of, of a guy whose career was right. dismantled by, by double concussions. And I think that's perfect because, like, listen, Eric Windross was a, a, top, a top 10 player in the NHL when right. he was at his prime. And he got two concussions back to back in the same week, and he was yeah. never the same again. I, I yeah. might have retired, but like, it's just you, you can't you can't bring this guy back out there. You can't do yeah. it. You know, I now just in talking about this, like we live in an age where I think if we weren't desensitized to everything pre like COVID and pre having like an event happen every single morning to wake up to. And pre like but living through a near apocalypse and getting constantly fed like diabolical information and doom scrolling on your phone every day. If we weren't that, then we certainly are now. And I think that we're so fucking desensitized to stuff that actually matters to the point where Junior Seau shoots himself dead, shoots himself in the chest. This is a guy, by the way, who like, you know, if you're a little bit older than us, like I know he wasn't like prolific as much when we were kids, but. If you're a little bit older than us, you remember him as a fucking stud. He's one like of the, the best Brian college Erlacher of yeah, that generation. Right. Maybe. He was he was one of the best college players uh you, anyone had, had ever seen. He's a fucking folk hero in in uh, Southern California because of the work he did here in college. He 
plays out of his fucking mind in New England. He plays out of his mind in all these different places. He, he's an, a completely elite uh, defensive player. And he is so fucked up in his brain, right? That the money he made from his career and the success he had in his life aren't enough to keep the pain at bay. So he has to take his own fucking life. And he knows it's because of the fucking head injuries that he took. He knows that's why. And he shoots himself in the fucking chest just so they can look at his brain Find out how fucked up it is and maybe help some people in the future. And nothing. nothing <laughs> and and nothing. two is going out there four days after he collapses on the field. Straight up. Junior Seau, gun to his fucking chest going, all right, I, you know, this is a big decision to die, but at least I'll help the, the two is of the world in a few years, right? No, no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. They put that dude out there. He's an expendable fucking commodity for both the Miami Dolphins and the National Football League. Frankly, they should be fucking ashamed of themselves. I will still be tuning in uh, this coming Sunday, obviously, because I'm addicted to the product. And this is the fucking <laughs> issue. This is the issue. Not to laugh. can't. But it's true. Can't, I mean, honestly, it's the fucking. It's, 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 it's funny, but it's tragic at the same time. It's bittersweet. And no one's walking out. You know, no one's getting up and walking out. These guys, you need some fucking government oversight or something at this point, because like they are, they like, they. where's their players you need? Where the fuck is the players? You yeah, know? I, don't, I don't understand what happened with them. They, oh, they said they're investigating it and stuff. And also, dude, I don't know, I you just, haven't heard anything. It's like the fact that you and me and the other fucking four assholes that sit on this fucking podcast can get into a discord chat and be like, he definitely should not play. And there's like any reputable doctor in America is going, he definitely should not play. And then he plays. And of course, the inevitable happens. And he's fucking tweaking out like he's just taking a fucking bad rip of black tar heroin. And like everyone's just like, oh, everyone in Miami's like, oh, well, I wonder what happened. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing? He had, a back, doing he had a back injury. Back you know, injury? Like, yeah. You'd like to think that some things are bigger than football. But I think to some people, especially inside football, uh, they certainly aren't. Anyway, uh, moving on on our football dedicated fucking podcast. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is still there. So. That's why yeah, they're, they're still the beast. I That's mean, they why they're still on the power Yeah, yeah, definitely. I get it. The Bills, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, they're everybody's everybody's fucking sweethearts. Everybody's number one team coming in, the best team on paper easily in the offseason, I think. What the fuck? They looked like it's it, 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 it a weight of expectations weeks. thing. It's a, it's a weight of expectations thing, isn't it? I, I, it might be because, I mean, you think they, they literally were. The first two weeks, they looked like that team. They came out and dominated the Rams, and then they stomped the Titans in week two. I don't want to put too much into that game this past week because it was a, a weird weather game. You know, you still have the remnants of Hurricane Ian dropping all the rain on the Northeast up here. But I don't know, man. I don't know. But, but listen, I, I want to trust this team because of of all the hype and everything that we've said, but like, it just seems like when the moment gets big uh, or when Josh Allen has some kind of adversity, when it comes to weather or when it comes to something, just not going right. Things, things yeah. go off the rails in Buffalo. Yeah, um, granted, they still came back and won that game. And if there is ever a master class of how to grind a clock at the end of a game to okay. not give the ball back to the other team, that was it on Sunday yeah. because they got the ball back with like three minutes. I just, left. I just don't know if a team that elite should be doing that or should be having to do that. You know what I yep. mean? Like they, these are games that they should be in the league, you know, on paper. I mean, I'm glad I haven't put any fucking money on them this season. Cause like, I doubt they've been they've, like, I mean, there's been some teams beat them spread against them for sure. So I just like, I don't know, man. It's again, it's, I know it's tough when they win the game to level the criticism at like, Oh, you should have won by more. 
that wins a win. But like we talked about with the Ravens, that was kind of the Ravens' fucking fault. <laughs> to be totally honest with you. So yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's I'd be worried if I was if I was Bill's mafia right now. I'd be a little concerned. I mean, I the way they, they know got what sent happens home, the way they offense. got sent home in Miami was like, oh, oh my god! I just don't know what that. Uh, no team in the history of the NFL has ever ran that many plays and lost again. Never happened. Crazy. Um, but like, they got fucking sent home too. Like the way the attitude about it was like, have a nice fucking flight. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like yeah. it's a divisional game. It's a tough fucking L. It's gonna be tough to come back from that mentally. That is a crazy stat. Yeah, they they don't. They don't have any, I feel like the running backs, you know, it always gets pushed to the side, man. And listen, I know we had this conversation about Singletary this week, but like, he just seems so underwhelming at times. And it's like, I don't think they give him the ball enough. Yeah, they don't, they don't rely on it enough. They let Josh Allen be the running back. And I get it because he, he's, he's awesome, man. But don't get me wrong. Josh Allen might be a a top 10 running back in the NFL at the quarterback (laughs) position. That's that's a very good possibility, but I just don't know what happens to them, man, because they look so good, so good. And then the offense just sputters. Like even last year, right? Last year, they were the same darlings. You know, everyone loved the offense. But then they have a game against Jacksonville where they lose nine to six. And it's like, what, what? What the hell just happened? What are what are what are teams seeing on the tape that right. that are, is enabling them to get to them? You know, mentally, uh, I don't know, like uh, game plan wise, I don't know. It's a weird thing, but I. I don't know. I, I don't have the same level of faith I had four weeks ago. I really Agreed. don't. And Agreed. I think that, you know, I think that I would be unsurprised if they come back and decide to be the, the Buffalo Bills that we thought they were. Not that surprised if they don't, you know. Uh, you can't play like they've been playing against the, the Kansas City Chiefs or fuck, even the Philadelphia Eagles or, you know, there's there's other teams that like they should be beating that I'm worried that they're coming up against that they're going to be able to get at them. So, not worried because I don't really give a shit, but it's, it's uh, about the fucking Buffalo Bills to be honest with you, if they do good or not. But I, I'd be I'd be worried if I did care. So I mean, th- sometimes the weight of expectation, the weight of the weight of the shirt is is a lot. When everyone tells you you should be winning a Super Bowl, and a little bit goes wrong, and then you're like, oh fuck, we're supposed to win a Super Bowl. This is embarrassing. Yeah, the underdog is getting us, and we're you know we're never the underdog anymore, and we can't rally around that attitude. Maybe things can go wrong. So watch this space, I guess, is the kind of the, the message with the Bills. Let's keep an eye on them until we know more. I'd love to finish this off with a package. Uh, go one, one two. two. Yeah, no, I feel that. Because I'm just, I just want to make the case, because we talked about it a little bit on the Discord, but I knew we were going to come here and talk about it. So you have the Eagles at number one and the Chiefs yep. at number two. Yep. And my, my argument that it should be reversed in, in a nutshell, as you already know, but for the sake of the listeners, is level of competition. The level of competition, the things that the Chiefs have done. I understand they had one weird week, but, and, the, you know, I understand the Eagles have not lost a game yet, but the teams that they're playing, I don't think really test them to the level of Patrick Mahomes and that very, very good Kansas City Chiefs team coming out and styling on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and a stingy Buccaneers defense in prime time. I think that that to me, when I watched that game, I was, and I watched every morsel of football I could consume all the way from Thursday to Monday and in, in this game week, that to me was the team where I was like, that's the best team. Like I just watching them. I was like, that's the best team. Like they're so fucking good. They have so many weapons still. I know it's boring. I know it's the LeBron MVP thing. LeBron should have won MVP every single year, but it was fucking boring to give LeBron MVP every Steve single year. Nash. So yeah, give it to Steve Nash. <laughs> give it to fucking Russell Westbrook because he got like a billion triple doubles even though they were like feeding him fucking triple doubles. I get it. I understand it because it's like you're trying to fucking sell a product here. But if the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles played tonight, 
I know where my money's going. Man. And I know that you have faith in the Eagles. And I give you credit because I give you shit. I was like, I thought Jalen Hurts was still their QB. I thought, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I did definitely was wrong about how good the Eagles actually are. But I still don't know if they're better than the Chiefs. Talk me into it. Uh, so my, my biggest thing is the Eagles aren't even healthy yet. So you look at this defense and the Eagles right now, they were missing uh, Darius Slay last week, who, who might be a top five corner. They, yeah. they, they, they just don't have their full team yet and i just look at this eagles team man and they haven't had that hiccup yet so i know we're like yeah they had the chiefs had one bad week but they did everything in their power to give the colts that game and and just based off of what i've seen over four weeks is like we talk about level of competition i don't think the 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 two so the two best wins by the eagles so far this year are the shellacking of the Vikings on primetime. Sure. Right. And last week's win against the Jaguars, which I actually think is more impressive. Jaguars than- are, I would have been another one of my honorable mentions, to be honest with you. Right. So in, in another honorable mention is, uh, so if I, I want, I thought about this earlier because I was like, oh, how the fuck am I going to convince DK that the Eagles are better than the Chiefs? I literally was sitting there like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> if it was the Chargers, right? If If the Eagles had played the Chargers this past week and won 29 to 14, Right in yeah, the, the fashion that they aren't did. on this fucking list. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I just know. noticed that. But listen, <laughs> listen. If if it was right, and they won twenty nine to fourteen, wouldn't you be like, well, that's a really good win. They beat the Chargers. They they put yes. the Chargers right. Yes, Jaguars, I also think the Chargers should be on this list. I'm just realizing the Jaguars beat the Chargers thirty eight to seven two weeks ago. Okay, well, well, okay. I mean, mitigating circumstances. Herbert basically shouldn't have been playing. Like, well, yeah, broke. that's true. But but that doesn't prove my point at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just sounded like Mike, didn't I? Oh, God. <laughs> no, I just, listen, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I literally had that moment where I was sitting there like, God damn, do I have to put the fucking Chiefs number one? And I was like, I just don't think they've done enough to me to, to overcome the Eagles so far because the Eagles were already at one and the Eagles didn't do enough to drop it down to two, and the Chiefs yeah. didn't do enough to jump them. That's literally I what it came down That's to for me. Thing. You see, it's, it's not a knock on the Eagles, what I'm saying. But when you watch that, you I know you watch that game. Like yeah. when you watch they that they game, look Patrick really Mahomes good in that like, game. Is like shimmying and shaking and shovel passing it in the Throwing end zone. Throwing it behind and, his fucking head. Yeah, and just yeah. like hitting Travis Kelsey at will. Like these, just they, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing any team can do to stop that tight end. And we've seen what that what what that looks like when you have a tight end that that's that good. You put the man on, and it might have been a little bit of a manipulative tactic on my part to start the show with you it's just saying that he was one of the best four tight ends of all time, <laughs> where you put him on your fucking Mount Rushmore, you know? And it's like, I defy you to name one you eagle. Bastard. That you bastard. That would be, that you would say in my mouth. <laughs> I would defy you to, to name one eagle that you would that you would name top four all time at their position, all time. That's crazy, not one. And I just think, and Patrick Mahomes might, like, it might go down as top five all-time quarterbacks. And you know, they looks like they haven't missed a beat without Tyreek Hill, who we can see is clearly they fucking haven't. sick. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is like a fucking beast. They've got this guy Pacheco, the the backup running back, who's like, you know, I know he's probably not putting up great fantasy numbers, but like the runs he makes, he's just pumping those legs. They've got such an eye for talent. They've got a proven head coach. They've got Pat fucking Mahomes, man. I just, I don't see Jalen Hurts selling me any fucking State Farm insurance yet. You know what I mean? It's just, it's the way, it's just the way I see it. I know they got studs all over the field. And honestly, I give you credit. I really do. I think you were way more right about the Eagles than I was. 
I looked at it as a, from a quarterback only standpoint, I thought Sirianni was a completely unproven head coach. I think coming from being the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts doesn't fucking sell me on much, uh, to be honest with you. But like, you know, he looks like he looks all right. He, he looks at least right. it wasn't their defensive coordinator. Fuck you, Bobby. All right. On that note, <laughs> on that note uh, I think we could end it there. No, I mean, I think it's a good point. And I'm excited. I'm honestly, we're still, weirdly, we really haven't seen the, the cards land and we haven't seen this this season shake out yet. And I really thought we would by this point, but we haven't. So I think a lot of it. Of, so last, my bad. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. Last point, I feel like a lot of it is, it seems like there's been a lot of good teams versus good teams so far. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? It's been a sure. lot of like, you know, Ravens, Bills. It's been a yeah. lot of, you know, um, front loaded for sure. Right. Yeah. Bucks, Chiefs, uh, you know, Not all, a lot all of these teams games. have been able to get into that rhythm where they, they right. rattle off six wins. Yeah. And I looked at the schedules, right? And you have teams like, like I was saying, the Eagles' next five games are cake. The Chiefs' next five games are cake. Like you they just are. go down the line. And I think over the next four weeks, we are going to see that separation of like the really good yeah. teams are going to start getting on that role because they're not. I mean, you look at we're starting to see who they're going to be. We're starting to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I still can't believe I didn't say anything about the Chargers not being on this fucking list. It's wild. What's wrong with the Chargers? Uh, that that the loss to Jacksonville. And then last week, they almost I mean, bro, they, they almost let the Texans back in that game. And I oh, it, it was it, it was between the Chargers and the Cowboys for that number. I still 10 think spot. they're the best. I still think they're the best young team. I think they're the best young team. It might not be their year this year, but I I would watch this space on the Chargers. Need, can, I think they need a new coach. They don't. Well, work, they, they don't their wide receiver one's been hurt hurt for most of the season. Yeah, Keenan Allen I, has know, been. Out. I kind of forgot. I, about I that. think. I, I mean, we'll see. You know, I mean, I I don't mind that he throws to Mike Williams every single time because I have him on my fantasy team. But like, he needs to be able to spread the ball out a little bit more. I think. I mean, I had him as my MVP candidate this season. It looks like it's gonna be fucking Jalen Hurts though. So who knew? Again, Cooper Cup. I don't know who 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 you got at this point for MVP. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I I don't think there's a doubt about. it. I think it's Jalen. You you well, watch we'll what he what he did to that team. Listen, that team rides on him. Jalen Hurts is he's average. super dynamic. He's really fun to watch. He's really really fun to watch. If I said that to you when we were talking about it in the Discord today. He's super fucking fun to watch. Yeah. So yeah, we're good. Cool. On that note, uh, I guess the theme from this show is watch this space, uh, and we'll revisit some of these themes over the next few weeks. But uh, for the real BK Bob Kelly myself, thank you for listening to Missing the Point. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA.
Electric acid. Electric acid. 